Welcome to this week's edition of the Lion True Sports, where we tell you the truth about sports, and that ain't no lie. We're going to dive right in this week to college football. The AP Top 25 has a new leader in the scoreboard. Just kidding. Alabama's still there. Been there. I don't think I think they're locked in there. I, don't, I think they've got a contract where they're not going to get out of there. Number one in the AP Top 25 is Alabama. Number two is Georgia. Number three is Oregon. Number four is Penn State. So that would be your top four right now if the college football playoff were to start now pitting Alabama against Penn State and Georgia against Oregon I'm just going to say it we would have an SEC championship game you know I don't disagree with Oregon and Penn State I think they're very good teams both of them are playing very well right now we're going to see how tough they are throughout the rest of the season last week you heard me say that I think Penn State is for real I still do think they're for real I think they can make it in the Big Ten Not so sure how far they're going to make it outside of the Big Ten. But I'm anxious to see. You got Iowa at number five. I'm okay with that. You've got Oklahoma at number six. I am not okay with that. That, And I know this is just my opinion, and they're not listening to me. But Oklahoma just does not pass the eye test. I just don't see it. They are not a very good football team. Let me rephrase it. They're not an elite football team that I think they need to be number six. Cincinnati at number seven. Nothing wrong with that, but let's talk about the big story. Number eight, Arkansas. Who saw this coming? Arkansas has already whipped the state of of Texas. They've taken down the the Longhorns and the Aggies, both, and did it in impressive fashion. Not just did they win, they won impressively. I am very anxious to see this game this weekend between Arkansas and Georgia. And what about this noon start? Why in the world is ESPN putting them on at noon? I don't get that. I would certainly move that game to the night game. That has definitely got to be prime time right there. Georgia and Arkansas this week. And then you've got number nine, Notre Dame. Playing number seven, Cincinnati. I think that also will be a great game. Rounding at the top ten, you've got Florida. They will be playing Kentucky this week. That could be a good matchup. You know, Kentucky always starts out really good. I think they've got a great coach in Mark Stoops. He gets them fired up. He gets them playing very well. But then they run into a team like Florida who is just better. They're just better. I think Florida's going to handle them pretty easily this weekend. You still got Ohio State hanging in there at number 11. And then you've got number 12, Mississippi. Ole Miss. Guess who they get to play this weekend? Number one, Alabama. Should be exciting. Lane Kiffin going back to Tuscaloosa. I cannot wait to see what Lane Kiffin's got up his sleeve for the Crimson Tide. Look for that to be a shootout. I think Ole Miss is going to score points. I think they're going to score points on Alabama. Alabama's defense to me is just not the same not quite the same defense that they normally have. And I think Nick Saban knows that. And he's going to be riding all over their rear ends Saturday to get them to play up the standards. Here's one that really surprises me. Clemson is still in the top 25. They're not good. I told you last week, Clemson's offense is not good. They're not. I I don't, I you know, listen, I they have athletes. They've got... They've got they've got people there. They've got the pieces in place. I don't understand what is going on with their offense. I don't understand why they're not scoring points in the ACC. I mean, they're not playing an SEC schedule. 
They're not playing a Big Ten schedule. They're not playing a Pac-12 schedule. They're playing the ACC. This, to me, is mind-boggling. I do not get it. Hats off to NC State. Good job. You guys played hard. You took it to them, and you won eight. And now you're ranked ahead of them at number 23. Let's just talk about how the ACC has fallen. The ACC's top team in the top 25 is NC State, then Wake Forest at number 24, and Clemson at number 25. And I think that Clemson's really a joke. I don't think they even deserve to be in the top 25 at this point. They shouldn't be there. Wake Forest is number 24. They're 4-0. Yeah, they've not really played you know, really great talent, but they are winning. So this week's games, the ones I'm very excited about are Georgia and Arkansas. I... Listen, Robert on our podcast, huge dogs fan, and I think the dogs are going to pull it off, but man, I can't wait to see what those hogs are going to do with those dogs. And if I would not be surprised, as hot as Arkansas is, I would not be surprised if they won, but I also at the same time would not be surprised if Georgia just blows them off the field because I think Georgia is pretty elite. And then I'm also excited about the Notre Dame-Cincinnati game. We're going to really see if Cincinnati is is upper echelon. If Cincinnati pulls this off and beats Notre Dame, please, please, AP, put them ahead of Oklahoma. I don't care if Oklahoma wins by 50 this week. Put Cincinnati ahead of Oklahoma. Oklahoma's not that good. Sorry, Sooners fans. They're just not. And if they're playing like this against Big 12 competition, when they get into the SEC and they're playing against SEC competition every week, they will not be where they are today. I guarantee it. If Notre Dame pulls this off, man, Notre Dame's just hanging on by the skin of their teeth. They're just, they're just, they're working it out. They're doing it. Last week's win was impressive against Wisconsin. I was very impressed with that final score. I did not see that happening at the end, but it was very good. Florida played a very good game as well against Tennessee. Although Tennessee is is down as they have been for many years, and yes, I am a Vols fan. I am a Vol for life, no matter what. But, man, this stuff gets old, and I'm very, very tired of it. But I will always pull for the balls, no matter what. So that is your college wrap-up for the week. I hope you're excited about college football. College football, to me, is, is just pure enjoyment. It's just pure entertainment because it's the tradition of these teams that are coming out there and playing hard. They're playing hard for their teams, for their universities, for their fan base, for themselves. I love the atmosphere of college football. It's just the pageantry of it. It's just a wonderful, wonderful thing. We'll be right back, and we'll touch in with the NFL after week number three. Welcome back into the Line True Sports, where we tell you the truth about sports, and that ain't a lie. Week number three of the NFL season, we've still got five teams that are undefeated. In the AFC, you've got the Raiders and the Broncos. You've got the Raiders and the Broncos. The Raiders, 3-0, took them overtime to beat the Dolphins, but they did. They beat them in overtime. It was a good game. I loved it. It was fantastic. 
Go Raiders. Then you've got the Broncos. The Broncos are 3-0. and But let's just go through their wins, right? Number one, they beat the Giants. The Giants are winless, 0-3. Number two, they beat the Jags. The Jags are winless, 0-3. And number three, they beat the Jets. Guess what? The Jets are 0-3. So the Broncos, yes, 3-0, but they've beat up on some pretty crummy teams. Let's be honest. It's impressive to be 3-0, right? Any, you know, a lot of teams aren't. They are. But listen, that schedule's kind of cupcake, if you ask me. I know we got good friends of the podcast that are Broncos fans. I hope I'm wrong, but I just still feel that the Broncos are fake. Teddy Bridgewater looks good. I just don't see this carrying out through the rest of the season with the Broncos. I could be wrong, but man, after what the Chargers look like against the Chiefs, and then you got the Chiefs in your division, and you've got the undefeated Raiders, I just don't see the Broncos being able to hold on to this great start and finishing and getting in the playoffs. I really don't. I could be wrong at the end of the season. We'll see. I don't think the Broncos make the playoffs. Those three wins are not quality wins. They're just not. So, again, I'm going Broncos being fake in the AFC. Raiders looks a little more, a little more human. Um, but still a good win. And I, who knows? I mean, they're playing J- Jacoby Brissett for the Dolphins. Jacoby Brissett feels like he's been in the league for years. I always see him as a Colt, although I know he's played, he's had stints for the Patriots, he's had stints for the Colt, Colts, and now he's with the Dolphins. The man just is, I think he's a good player. He's, he's just not one of those guys that's going to break into being the starter every day, every, every week, week in, week out. I think he's a good, a good player. Anyway, Raiders are looking good. Let's talk about the Bills. The Bills, to me, are the team to beat. In the AFC, I think the Bills are going to be the top dog. I I see them right now. Josh Allen, very good game. Took it to the next level. I think he is going to be. He's going to continue to be fantastic as long as they can stay away from injuries. I think the Bills are going to be the team to beat. I don't see anyone else coming out of the AFC East. But the Bills. The Bills are the AFC East, and I think they're going to carry it this year. AFC North. Check this out. Three teams, two and one. The Bengals, the Ravens, and the Browns. I test, to me, I test. I think the Browns, to me, are the better team. I'm not going to say the Bengals aren't. But the Ravens, the Ravens, I can't get a grip on the Ravens. Their two wins are against the Chiefs and against Detroit Lions. Their losses against the Raiders. But, come on, let's face it. You had to have an extra two seconds to beat the Lions. I mean, anybody who watched that game could plainly see that the play clock went out at least a good two seconds on the second-to-last play of the game, and there should have been a penalty. Now, let's give uh, Justin Tucker all the credit. A 66-yard field goal to win that game? Amazing. NFL record, hit the crossbar, and it bounced over you just don't see that every day you know justin tucker must be living right something's going on with that guy because he nailed it good for him congratulations on setting the new nfl longest field goal record of 66 yards if they'd called that penalty it'd been 71 yards so maybe he could have done that too i doubt it but (laughs) but hey that wasn't called and you know i'm sure that the Lions got an apology letter. We're sorry we missed the call. 
And it cost you the game, and it made you go in the record books again. Because if you remember, Dempsey's kick was against, guess who? The Lions. Hmm. Poor Lions. I feel bad for them. I really do. However, let's go back to the AFC North. The Bengals, Ravens, and Browns, and the Steelers. I don't think the Steelers are going to pull it off. The Steelers are going to stay there. I think coming out of the North right now, I think it's going to be the Browns. The Browns will make it. I'm, if Joe Burrow stays healthy, Bengals may have a shot. AFC South, Titans coming out of that division. They're going to win that division. Derrick Henry is going to run all over them. I mean, the Colts are 0-3. The Jags are 0-3. The Texans are 1-2. They're, until Trevor Lawrence starts playing like he's the man and the Jags get some help around him, that division is going to be the Titans. As long as Derrick Henry is playing well, as long as Ryan Tannehill is playing well, that team is going to roll, and they're going to win that division. Again, again, we'll see at the end of the year, but that is who I'm going with. Let's move over to the NFC. NFC, Cowboys and the NFC East took control after Monday night's game, 41-21 beatdown of the Eagles. And let's just face it. That division has been kind of poorly the past few years. They do have the poorly Giants in there. And they've got the Eagles, which I think is not a bad team. And listen, Washington Red. See, I almost called them the Redskins, not the Washington football team. But they'll always be the Redskins to me. Washington football team isn't looking too bad as as well. They're, they're, they actually got some good, good pieces to the puzzle in Washington. I think they can be... Uh, Decent, comp- decent competitors, I'm just not sure they could pull off getting into the playoffs. I do see the Cowboys coming out of that division. NFC West, here is the cream of the crop, if you ask me, for the NFC. The Rams, the Cardinals, the 49ers, and the Seahawks. The Seahawks are 1-2. and two. I don't think they're going to stay in the bottom. They'll pull it out. Russell, uh, Russell will bring them out of the bottom. Trust me, he will. Uh, 49ers, 49ers didn't look bad the other night against the Packers. It, it took a last second field goal to beat the 49ers. The Packers did that. And listen, you leave Aaron Rodgers 30 something seconds. I don't care if he's got timeouts or not. You don't leave Aaron Rodgers anytime. He'll drive it down and he'll make you pay. And he did. Out of that division, I, man, if the Rams continue to play like they are, if Matthew Stafford stays healthy and continues to play like he is, I do not see anyone beating the Rams. Uh, I'm not saying they're going undefeated, but I don't see anyone beating them out of the NFC West lead. Cardinals are right there with them, but I still think they're a little bit, they're lacking something. They're lacking something. But I think the Rams are going to come out of that. But we could, it would not surprise me to see three teams come out of that that division, NFC West. NFC North, Packers going to win that one. Let's just say it right now, Packers going to win. As long as Aaron Rodgers is playing for the Packers, they're going to win that division. NFC South, I'm going with the Buccaneers. The Panthers are 3-0. I think the Panthers are fake. I still do not see the Panthers holding that. That 3-0 start is a mirage. It's not going to hold up for the rest of the season. And you're going to have young man Brady and the Bucks come up, and I think they're going to take that division. The Saints are playing pretty well. I just don't think anyone's going to have the power to overthrow the GOAT. He will bring them back, 
And then once you get in the playoffs, who knows at that point? The GOAT could just do what the GOAT does and wins. Just win, baby. That's what he does. Let's take a few, look at a few stats here. Now, Derek Carr, there's a reason the Raiders are playing so well. Derek Carr is averaging 401 yards a game. He is the top of the leaderboard with 1,200 yards after three games. And then that young man, Brady, that I told you about, he's, he's coming in second with yards and second with yards per game. Another cool fact about Brady, here he is, the oldest quarterback in the league. He has had 141 attempts in three games. That's the most by five more attempts than the next closest guy, which is Derek Carr. And Kyler Murray rounds out the top three. We've got a little bit of youth there with Kyler Murray and Justin Herbert as number four, and then Matthew Stafford at number five. He's playing pretty well for the Rams. Looking really great, I would say. I don't know about you, but I think that's pretty awesome. Now, let's take a look at the rushing. I'm going to give you one guess. Who do you guys think is the top running back in the league after three games? If you don't say Derrick Henry, what's wrong with you? Derrick Henry is the top running back in this league, and he will be the top running back in this league again this year. The man is a machine. As long as he doesn't get hurt, this dude is going to run over you, run through you, run around you. Dude, he's catching passes this year. Look out, dude. He is catching passes he, he lined up as a receiver on Sunday and caught a pass. Derrick Henry, top running back in the league, hands down. I don't care what you say. Derrick Henry is the number one running back in this league regardless. He has the longest touchdown run of the year in the, top, in the first three games. He's averaging 4.4 yards per carry. He has carried the ball 80 times. He's got 353 yards, 117.7 yards per game average. No one else even comes close to that. Joe Mixon is a lowly second to that with 95.3 yards per game, although he is averaging 4.3. Look, it's just a different thing. Derrick Henry's going to get touches. He's going to get touches at Tennessee. He's going to be the man. And as long as he's healthy and as long as he's churning out yards like he is, he will continue to be the man. He's done that his whole career, his high school career, his college career, and now he's doing it in his NFL career. As long as that guy is healthy, he is the man. 2,000 yards last year, he's averaging 117 yards a game this year. Guess what? With 17 games, that puts him at 2,000 yards again. Let's see if he can do 2,000 yards two years in a row. If he can, he might be the GOAT. We shall see. What do you say? Who do you say is the best? Who do you say is the worst? I'm going to say the best at rushing is Derrick Henry. Number one receiver in the league. Can you guess? He plays for the Rams. His name is Cooper Cup. Cooper. Cooper Cup. Cooper is averaging 122 yards per game. He's got a 14.7 yards per catch average. He's got five touchdowns, 367 yards. Dude is having a heck of a first three games. Looking really good. Debo Samuels for San Francisco's number two. Guys pulling in 111 yards a game. Really really good. Brandon Cooks for the Houston Texans. Houston's aren't supposed to be good, right? Hey, he's number three right now. 107 yards per game. Looking really good. And then this guy, Devontae Adams, took a shot on Sunday night and got back up and came back out and caught two passes from Aaron Rodgers late in the game 
to move them down in the field goal range. Dude is a beast. Devontae Adams is a beast. If I had beast players in the quarterback, receiver, running back position, Devontae Adams is my beast of the week. Derrick Henry, beast of the week. And I'm going to say Matthew Stafford, beast of the week. What say you? Who's your beast of the week? Who is your pretender? And who's your faker? Who's for real? Who's not in the NFL? Thank you for listening to the Lang Truth Sports Edition, where we tell you the truth about sports. And that ain't no lie. See you next week. You can find us on the web at thelyingtruthpodcast.com or on social at lyingtruthpod on Instagram or Twitter. If you like what you hear and you would like to support our show, click on the link in our show notes at Buy Me a Coffee. You can make a one-time donation or become a member.